Hello and welcome to the Blue Pea Leader podcast. And I'm your host and the founder of Blue Pea Pod, Ruth Sanderson. If you want to become a leader of an organization where people feel alive and fully contribute, one that really understands who you are, lets you contribute your talents, live your purpose and make a difference. Listen in now as we share the latest practical ideas and techniques to experience authentic success through leadership. Welcome to the latest Blue P Leader episode. And I want to talk a little bit more about archetypes and one in particular. Now, Carl Jung was the first person, as far as I'm aware, to actually bring archetypes into the more mainstream. He said you could no more separate yourself from your archetypes than you could separate yourself from your DNA. Now, we're actually quite familiar with archetypes and their influence, even if we don't go around thinking consciously about them. The word archetype means original imprint. It's a pattern or essential properties of something that determines how it behaves. So I said I want to talk about one specific one. Um, So if I say the word caregiver, you have a pattern of qualities, properties and behaviours underneath that word. And knowing more about an archetype actually helps you understand how it's influencing your life, shaping your decisions and choices. Because being conscious of which archetype is at play in your life and leadership allows you to create a more fulfilling, meaningful and successful life. One in which you're in the driving seat rather than being driven. And so I want to explore the caregiver archetype in more detail. So when we talk about emotional intelligence, compassion, well-being, diversity and inclusion in the workplace, there are a variety of archetypes that actually underpin this conversation. And one of them is the caregiver. How easy or otherwise you find it to access this archetype will shape how you work with the above subjects. And indeed, it will certainly influence how others see you working with the above subjects. I've had clients who were very high in caregiver, and whilst they took immense care of their staff and their teams, they ignored their own well-being. When the caregiver is high for you, then nurturing, compassionate, um, giving side is actually going to be a core part of your identity. If it's low for you, it can indicate a few things. It's not a core part of your identity and self-image. It's something you find hard to access and need to learn get better at, aka it's a development opportunity. Or it can indicate that you've recently had an intense spell of drawing upon this archetype and it's currently uh, having a holiday, so to speak. So let me explore some of the qualities of the caregiver. It's focused on really on being of service to others, to care, to nurture and protect. Of course, you know, the caregiver decides what or who they are in service of, care about and look to nurture and protect. For some, this could be their family. For others, it's a wider concept of family. Um, For some, it's team or department. For others, it could be the ocean or the local park or the village bus service. But you get my drift. Selfless and self-sacrificing, 
they can actually give without thinking of the consequences or the cost. And I mention, you know, this is not uncommon for people high in the caregiver archetype to take care of others but actually neglect their own needs. So this archetype is motivated to provide reassurance, service, advice, listening, an open heart to support the welfare of others. The caregiver is compassionate, generous, efficient, self-sacrificing, patient, highly competent and an excellent multitasker. Able to find the silver lining in any cloud, the caregiver remains calm in a crisis, makes friends with everyone and radiates the lightness of optimism. However, there's a downside. So this archetype can also be overprotective, overly involved and rather than allowing their loved ones, cherished ones, people that are uh, important to them, employees, the space to solve their own problems, they dive in to rescue them. And they can also get serious tunnel vision. Lastly, and I've alluded to this already, whilst they're good at taking care of others and spotting when someone else needs attention or is getting out of balance, they can miss this completely in themselves, continuing to push through and sacrifice when they should say no and apply some self-care. Now I want to touch a little bit on stereotypes because there are of course still stereotypes in the workplace associated with archetypes and with this particular archetype. So I often describe a stereotype as a dead or lifeless version of an archetype. Archetypes are animated, they're active, they're shaping Stereotypes are limiting. And so within the workplace, we see situations where a person knows that the caregiver archetype would be the best solution here. And rather than look for the archetype, which is present in all of us to some degree, they look for the stereotype. Oh, you're a woman or a mother or I'll assign you this task. I've had male clients who demonstrated the caregiver archetype in a team more obviously or readily than some females. And let's not forget that as they are animated forces of nature, not lifeless structures, we benefit from learning how to draw upon each archetype as the powerful resource it is. That self-knowledge of whether this is an archetype you can easily access and draw upon when required pays dividends. When we get feedback on our leadership, we're actually able to make use of it when we can see if this is a difference, say, of archetypal access or perspective rather than skills per se. So let me give you an example. A client I had easily accessed and often led with their caregiver. The well-being of staff was very important. They were collaborative and often involved many people in discussions before making a decision. And one particular point, they received some feedback from their boss that they needed to be a little tougher. They needed to push people to just do it and to stop talking to others quite so much. Now, the caregiver archetype wasn't as strong for their boss. They led more with their warrior. So my client, rather than being offended by the feedback or go into conflict over it, could actually see the difference and knew why their boss saw things the way they did and had given that feedback. Neither did they dismiss it. Rather, they looked for balance. 
where were the times when they were leading with their caregiver and their warrior would have been more helpful, etc, etc. So they could do something with the feedback. The feedback was still valuable and meaningful and helped them improve. So this self-awareness and reflection allowed them to grow as a leader and also opened up more opportunities, including the subsequent conversation with their boss about the impact of them leading with their warrior. Now, if this has sparked a desire in you to learn more about how archetypes are influencing your choices, decisions, leadership and relationships with others, then do check out our programme on the website. Go to www.bluepeapod.com forward slash archetypal hyphen leadership hyphen program. Or go to the website bluepeapod.com, go to the tab that says programs and click on archetypal leadership program, <laughs> whichever's easier. In the meantime, one of the areas you can work on with your caregiver is self-care. I often think that, you know, all of us can benefit with just making sure that we're doing some of this. So what can you do this week or weekend that allows you to rejuvenate and balance? A walk in nature, a long soak in the bath, listening to the latest album, losing yourself in a good book or movie or the theatre, or perhaps it's just something as simple as actually allowing yourself to have a lie in. Because too often we get into the habit of being there for others and neglecting ourselves. And now is the time for you to revive yourself so you can really be there for others. Until next time, go and be the difference in leadership. Listener.